Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world. I'm Louisa, your host, and our guest today is Dr. Dane here. What if you could change anything? Dr. Dane here is an internationally renowned author, speaker, and facilitator of consciousness and change. He's the co-creator of Access Consciousness and also known for his unique energetic transformation process called the Energetic Synthesis of Being, or ESB. Dr. Here is the author of more than 15 books on the topics of embodiment, healing, money, and relationships. This is his story and this is his passion. Dr. Dane here, welcome to Passion Harvest. I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Louisa. I'm very excited to be with you also. I just love your energy and all that you do, and particularly the slogan, what if we could change anything? Yes. Yes, that, that's kind of my motto. It's kind I, of a life. I, I love it. <laughs> do you mind exploring that for the audience? Oh, absolutely. Well, see, I grew up and I had a very interesting childhood in a lot of ways. I experienced a lot of abuse. I experienced dynamic poverty, um, all kinds of wonderful things like that. And yet, even while I was literally in the middle of being beaten with belts, I I remember clear as day seeing these people standing over me and and I knew it doesn't have to be this way. There's something different possible here. And I grew up, I got to 30 years old was the first time in my life I'd truly given up hope. And it was because I didn't see any way of making my future happen. I tried every technique and every book. And I mean, I'm a seeker. I, I know there's something else possible and always have. And I got to a place where I was like, you know what, universe, I'm out of here. Unless my life actually changes this time, uh, I, you got six months. And I literally planned a date to end my life. And um, a week later, I came across something called access consciousness that I'd never heard of before. I had a session. And in an hour and 15 minutes, I went from depressed and suicidal and wanting to die to grateful to be alive, knowing that this demonic monkey that had been on my back forever, more like a gorilla, I knew it was starting to dislodge. And it was from that space 22 years ago that I went, wow. And so I started doing more of this access consciousness and I started using these tools. And I started seeing every area of my life that I'd been trying to change actually start to change. And what it gave me was the awareness that everything is actually changeable, just most of us don't have the tools. And so that's, for me, the message I want people to have. And I don't care whether they use access consciousness as their tools. It doesn't matter to me. I just want them to know that change is possible because if, because especially now, I would say a lot of the hopelessness that people feel around the world is actually a result of not knowing that they can change the situation they find themselves in. And what I let people know is it's our point of view that creates our reality. Reality does not create our point of view. So you can have something happen and two people standing right side by side will have a totally different experience of it based on their point of view of it, whether they decide it's good or bad or right or wrong or easy to deal with or not. And, and so my target is to let people know that these things, even the deepest, the darkest, the most solid, unchangeable is actually changeable. And look at you now. So many of us get stuck in there's no way out. Can you give us a, a sneak peek or some insights? And access consciousness is amazing. Do you mind offering the audience what worked for you? Oh, I could offer so many things. Um, <laughs> one of which the session that I had was something called access consciousness bars. And 
it's a light touch technique that's done on these points on the head. And I, I lived in California, so I was used to weird stuff. So I'm like, sure, mm -hmm. go for it. That literally, this thing that I would have, had I looked at it, I would have been, um, really, that's going to do something? Changed my whole life. So that, we have over 10,000 practitioners around the world at this point. Actually, over 10,000 facilitators. We have closer to a million practitioners around the world at this point doing this wonderful thing. And you can find them. So if de-stress is what you require, um, and I don't mean to make this a commercial about access, it's just... I know nothing that does what this does. And so I want to present it and let people know. And so that's one. And and so a few other things. There are so many. We could just, I could just keep talking for the remainder of our conversation mm -hmm. on this one topic, you know. But another thing is what we've got to do is we've got to start to develop a kindness toward us. And when we're judging us, we're not being kind to us. And we, and the funny part is the people that are are watching and listening to this, they tend to be the people that know there's something different possible, the seekers of the world, if you will. And what what's an interesting phenomenon that I've noticed is that the seekers of the world tend to be in a lot of judgment of themselves. And they think they're judgmental of other people, but in actuality, the only person they ever really judge is themselves. And so we've got to stop the cycle of self-judgment. And then, of course, the question is, well, how do you do that? Well, part of it is rather than functioning from conclusion, start to ask more questions. Because for any conclusion, any judgment, any decision you make, nothing that doesn't match that can come into your world because you've said, this is my point of view of what is. And then that's how it always shows up. And so... And I got the pool guy walking behind me. Perfect timing. It's <laughs> it's the law of Zoom dynamics. I found that you know, once you get on Zoom, everything that makes noise will activate, and anybody who can walk into the frame and interrupt it is there. So you know, um, so if we can recognize that that we have the ability to rather than come to conclusion and judgment, to instead open up our awareness, uh, open up our sense of wonder again. If we could start to cultivate our sense of wonder again and and get out of our our demand of self-judgment as though it's going to make us greater please realize this judgment is the biggest killer of possibilities there is it's the biggest killer of joy it's the biggest killer of gratitude and the interesting thing about this is this is something that is within our grasp to change and to choose something different and so I guess in actuality, it really starts from if you're out there listening and you're going, I need things to be different. Well, what you want to do is right now just go, okay, I'm asking now, dear universe, dear God, dear spirit, dear whatever it is that is dear to you that you can ask. I would like something different. Please help. Just that acknowledgement can start to open the door to you perceiving things differently because what we do with our judgments for example the uh, judgment would be the idea that oh this can't change it'll always be like this or it's just going to get worse and our point of view then creates that and then we look back and go see i knew i was right but no it was your point of view that created that so if we can recognize that developing a a more fluid approach to our lives is actually the greatest freedom we can get. And then in the ask for something different and acknowledge that we are willing to have something different, what starts to happen is we start to see things through different eyes. And a great, a couple of great questions that can be really helpful in this journey is, what else is possible I've never considered? That's a great one for anything because you're opening up possibilities and going beyond the judgment and the fixed point of view. Also, how does it get any better than this? Whenever something good happens or something bad happens, it'll get better if it was good and it'll get better if it was bad. And this is a constant, a way of constantly upgrading our lives. If you got nothing else out of listening or watching us today, other than what else is possible and how does it get any better than this and use that, you will literally start to see changes in your lives because I have 
literally hundreds of people who have sent me emails saying, I don't remember anything else you said in that three hour <laughs> class I took with you, but I've been using what else is possible and how is it getting any better than this and things are changing. It's a way of changing the energetic dynamics from which we live. A couple other questions are what's right about this I'm not getting and what's right about me I'm not getting. And in that you start to look for the gift of the situation, but also the gift that is the antidote to the wrongness of you which is recognizing, hey, what's right about me? I'm not getting. So one of the greatest questions we can ask to get out of judgment. And so this is just the beginning. We have, we have another process, something we call the clearing statement, which may be a little beyond the ability to go into in our conversation, but I've got a lot of videos online that explain mm -hmm. it and where I use it. But it's a way of quite literally changing any point of view you have that's limiting you in seconds and i use it every day i use it in every session i use it in every class and i want to let people know that's available also and you know if you search on my name and and clearing statement you'll find the video explaining it and it's it's one of these things where as i started this journey with access things changed that i never imagined could change and in more dynamically beautiful ways than I ever imagined possible. And it didn't mean that everything was perfect. What it did was the level of my life started elevating. And then the, I still had downs, but rather than being way down in the deep, dark muck, the down was like this. And then I would use a tool and then start going back up again. So this is not about being perfect. This is about enjoying your life. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I've got a lot of questions. We get so focused on our current reality, the what is. I mean, what do you say to those people that have a family and have to work nine to five or nine to nine and don't bring in the money? How, how do they create a sort of a change in their life? They're not happy, but completely stuck. There's so many scenarios. I'm just giving one of them. Um, I know you detailed it, but some people, I'm just thinking about some of the audience might say, well, I can't quit my job. I, I have no choice. Well, so let me just also say my point of view is never quit your job unless, unless you really know that that's the thing to do. And mm -hmm. there's so many answers to this question. Once again, we could spend mm -hmm. the rest of the podcast just, just delving into this because so the thing that really stuck with me was your last sentence, I have no choice. Mm. This is one of the things that I used to do to myself also. And unfortunately, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So when you notice yourself, and, and that's the biggest difficulty because we, it's kind of like we almost want to take a point of view like that to go, I hate my life and I have no choice, but I got to do it. Kind of like little kids that are like, I'm taking my marbles. I got like, oh, you know what I mean? But we're doing it to ourselves. And so let me try to put this in a couple of steps here that might hopefully make sense to people because it is such a big conversation. But when you, so first, when you say, I have no choice, notice when you do that and just go, stop. It's kind of like when you notice yourself judging you or somebody else, just go stop, like literally put up your hand. Nobody needs to know what you're doing. You can do it silently. And in your head, just go stop or see a stop sign or something. Just something is a pattern interrupt, you know, like, like tickle your hand or something as a way of getting out of, because every time you say that, you were creating that. And I, you know, I did, I have done many, many, many things, but, and, and I, I don't necessarily um, concur with many of the things that are out there in the way that they're put, but there, there is something to be said for what you focus on shows up and what your point of view is creates your reality. And so when you go, I have no choice, instead go, what question could I ask here? A great question could be, what else is possible? You know, just keep that one in your in your back pocket all the time, or maybe your front pocket. Or maybe stencil it backwards on your forehead. That way, when you look in the mirror, you'll be reminded to ask, like, what else is possible? And also, what choices do I have that I'm not acknowledging? There's not one of us that does not have choice. Now, how do I know that? Because right when I got to the place where I wanted to end my life, my point of view was, I have no choice. 
I have no choices. None of my choices are working out. And so it was right at that moment where, where the miracle was able to show up for me, but it, we always have choice and we've got to recognize this. Now, some people are going to be turning off the podcast right at this moment because they want to hold on to the idea that they are a victim to what has occurred in their lives. And I understand that one also having lived it dynamically for the first 30 years of my life. And we've got to recognize that getting out of victim, if we're functioning there, is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves in every area of our lives. And what we also might be helpful to look at is that the life you have right now is the result of all of the choices you made before now. In other words, it's our choices that have created our life. Most people, that's a really tough pill to swallow because we want to blame the government. We want to blame our family. We want to blame our ex. We want to blame our relationship. We want to blame our kids. We want to blame our boss. If you could stop the blame game right now, you would empower yourself dynamically. You would empower yourself. And that's kind of an terrifying level of power and potency exciting and terrifying all at the same time, because it's so comfortable to be like normal people who blame everyone else for everything. It's really comfortable. You have a tribe, you have 8 billion people almost that are doing it. And it's a whole other thing to say to yourself, I am actually going to take the reins of my life now. Yep, I may still do blame. I may still do judgment. I may still do victim but I'm gonna start doing it less as of right now. Why? Because I would actually like to like the life I'm living. I would actually like to wake up every morning happy with what I have around me, even if I'm the only one. And this is a choice that only we can make for ourselves. And the reason I'm, I'm answering the question from this place is because trying to in, in the scenario that you presented with the I don't have choice, this first part has to be there first. Otherwise, it's a continuous state of up and down. And once we are willing to take the reins of our lives, then we have different choices that will show up for us, but not until we do. And you, if you can look at it, also recognize that when we're little kids, when we're little babies, we have no idea what's going on. We're here and we're like, whoa, what a weird world. Wow, look at all this stuff. But we're really highly aware energetically. You know, it's like as a baby, a baby is aware when you're angry. A baby is aware if you're pulling away from them. Babies have a lot of energetic awareness. And so what we actually do is we craft our point of view about reality based on what our parents had as their reality. So one other really helpful thing can be to ask yourself, how much of this life that I'm living that doesn't work for me is actually me trying to do a better version of my parents' reality? Whoa. And then in that moment, I would use the clearing statement so you could actually change that. But that awareness begins something and you go, whoa. And then you could also ask yourself, how much of who, what, where, when, why, and how I am, or how much of who I am and what I am did I buy from my parents before the age of two that I'm still living because I bought it as me? And what if it isn't me? And from there, that's the beginning of opening up the space for different choices. You know, because if you hear our beginning conversation where Louisa, you talk about, I say everything is changeable and everything is possible. And most people are like, <laughs> dreamer, crazy. <laughs> yeah, you are correct. I'm seen as crazy, actually weird. I'm weird. You know, the original meaning of weird was of spirit, fate, or destiny. So when people tell me I'm weird, I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, but also, yeah, I'm a dreamer. But, you know, as John Lennon said, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. And there are a lot of people waking up to the realization that whatever we have as our life right now, 
we don't have to carry it forward into the future if it's not working for us. And in so doing, we can inspire others to know that they have different choices too. Look, I just, I just love your message. And I know uh, moving away from victimization in your life was a, a very big thing for you. It's very confronting to realize, number one, that perhaps I've created this reality, but also to ask yourself questions that you don't know the answers to. Um, and you're really challenging that. And I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Well, that's, that's the beauty of an actual question is for an actual question, you don't know the answer, but that's the gift of the question because every answer that we manufacture, if you will, or that we believe is a function of our previous experience and our previous judgment. And we have this little thing called a mind, unfortunately. <laughs> My point of view is your mind is a dangerous thing, waste it. Because we have this thing called a mind and its entire job is preservation, survival, not thrival. And you can survive just fine stressed out and doing the same thing you've done. And what your mind does is, is if you let it be in charge, its job is to, anytime there's a new concept that comes in, if it doesn't match the parameters of the old, your mind rejects it. You can't even see it. It's like when the um, the conquistadors came to the uh, came to America. It's like the Indians, the natives, I should say, the Native Americans that were there did not see the ships. They only saw the way behind the ship because their mind had no reference point for it. And so when I come along and I'm happy now, unlike where I was 22 years ago, you know, and also having, it's like I come along and have this conversation. It's like you might be able to pick up on part of it, but if your reality has been that life is about suffering, life is about struggle, life is about doing the same thing, trying to do it more perfect so it'll finally work out, but it never does. Believe me, I totally understand, but this concept may be like the ships arriving on the shores of the Americas for the first time, just let it be there. Let it become part of your world. But when, when you're asking a true question, a true question is oftentimes where you don't have the answer. You don't have the conclusion about how it's going to show up, about what it will look like. You know, another great question, what will it, what's it going to take to change this? It's so simple, but most of us don't ask. Instead, we go with what our mind says about this is what is, and this is how we have to go. This is what we have to start addressing first if we're going to have long-lasting ability to create what we would like as our lives. Uh, you spoke, just, just, just to touch on what you said briefly about, you spoke about asking the universe or God or source or whatever you want to call it, whatever resonates for the individual for help or to show, show me other possibilities. Many people ask me the question, well, I'm not receiving any answers. What's hmm. your advice for that? <laughs> My advice for that is look for the subtle clues that are being shown to you because in that act, this wonderful act of asking a true question. What you're saying is, I don't have the answers. I'm asking for something different. Please show me, contribute. And it's not actually about finding answers as much as it is going on a journey of, of finding the clues, the breadcrumbs that are being left behind to guide you to a different future. And so, for example, one of, one, of the, one of the things that I do with people sometimes that can sometimes help is I ask them to, if there's an area of their life they would like to change, let's say uh, the person you mentioned, they're working nine to nine and don't have you know, and they have to do that to pay the bills, et cetera. Well, if you look at that, that's got a particular energy to it. You know, it's got like, it's, it's sort of an all-encompassing, but kind of mm. like, mm, 
like I've got to do this. This is my only choice. And so what I would do with somebody like that, I would say, okay, so get the sense. And people may have difficulty with it at first because it's like the ships <laughs> again. But I say, get the sense of the way it would be if you had a magic wand or a magical friend or somebody that could help you change this. Or let's say you talk to God and God is like, okay, I or a genie or whatever, however you want to put it. And you get granted the wishes you desire. I said, get the sense of, even if it occurs miraculously, get the sense of the way it would be to have ease with money and have money come in and go out, but it's never a stress because you know there will always be enough there. Get the sense of having space with time and with your obligations. And get the sense of having the energy for everything you desire, like your kids, your uh, space to actually enjoy your life, um, the sense of actually having ease with your job and, and your job actually being able to change every day so you're not bored and also so it's something that, that, you, that actually contributes more and more and more to you even if it's not this job. So get the sense of all of those things. And now just to whatever it is that you call upon, even if it's you, say, hey, like for me, I'd say, hey, consciousness, universe, I'm asking for this, please help. And just show me the way. Now, the reason I say to get the sense is because a lot of us have the idea that if I have this much money, then it will solve my problems. But has it ever shown up? Usually no. Why? Because we're, we're doing too many stuck things with it that don't allow it to show up with ease because, because we're sticking it too much with our point of view about it must show up and this must not show up in this amount of time to solve this problem. Well, money follows joy. Money does not follow problems. Okay. And so the reason I'm saying to get the sense of this is because rather than going for this amount of money will solve this problem, I say, get the sense of the way it would be to live with that changed. And what that does, and even if it's just for a moment for you, it takes you from this contracted point of view that this is all there is, and opens you up, once again, even if just for a moment to the possibility for how it actually could be, and that's something you yourself have interacted with. That's something you yourself, that's not outside of you. That's something you yourself are aware of as a possibility. And now what I suggest is anything that feels even remotely like that energy, do it. So for example, you may be asking to change your job and you've been going on interviews and nothing is happening and you still have your job that you hate and it's not paying enough. And you do this and you're like, okay. And I actually suggest do it on just one thing. See how it works on just one thing. Or for some of you adventurous souls, do it on your whole life. Like either go big or small, either one. <laughs> Try, you know, just don't do that mediocre crap in the middle, okay? <laughs> um, but so let's say you do this for your job and you're like, oh man, it'd be so nice. And and don't don't define the specifics of it. Go for the energetics of it. Because here's the weird thing we're actually energetic beings. Like every person who's successful in business, what they actually do is they get the sense, the energetic awareness of something, and then they go according to that. Now, none of most of them are not willing to acknowledge it. So they go, oh, I read the spreadsheets and projected the figures and that's how I chose. But actually somebody who's really innately great at it goes, oh, let's do that idea. Like Richard Branson would be a great example. So it's about actually getting the sense of the way it would be and then asking for it. Now, anything that feels like that energy, do it. So if you're trying to change your job and you do this for just a moment, that will actually be in your world as part of your awareness. And all the interviews are not working out. And you get a friend who calls and says, hey, you want to come for coffee? And you're like, strangely, yes. I didn't think I had the time. I'll make the time. Okay, I got a half an hour on Thursday. You show up and they're like, yeah. Oh, you know, you're talking to them. You're like, eh, I'm on this job hunt. They're like, oh my goodness. You know what? What do you do again? Oh, wow. I have a friend who's actually looking for people, or I have a friend who's a headhunter, whatever. In other words, this is why 
we don't control it with our mind because that's when the miracles can show up and it comes in the side door when we least expect it when we're willing to get the sense of what we truly desire and then follow the way it feels follow this is where we get to follow our gut and this is how following your gut actually can work and be successful because you get the sense of it and rather than now because you're not defining it as it must be this job in this industry with this color chair and this you know because you're not defining it now the universe is like hey i know how to give you what you're actually asking for here you go I, I love that and I absolutely believe that the universe is always supporting us and guiding us and miracles do happen. Just to clarify for the audience, you talk about sense, get a sense of what it is you want. Do, do you mean feel it or visualize it? What what do you mean by sense? Yes. That's why I say sense. That way okay. people can all of the I above. Said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know I said sense a lot and I No, I, it's great. I just wanted I was to kind of annoying myself with how much sense I was talking about, but <laughs> all of that. And, and definitely the feeling aspect. And also though, some for some people, you know, cause some people are more kinesthetic, some people are more auditory, some people are more visual. And so, yes, however that shows up for you. Thank you. Um, you talk about recognizing our true greatness or our true potential. This show is about passion. How do we, recognize that many people say I don't have any passions or I'm not inspired by anything what's your advice for that well a couple of things um what might be easier for some people is what brings you joy what lights you up which which I know is what you're talking about I'm just you know using a different word to to try to get the point across also because See, people think they need to be passionate about something, which in a lot of people's worlds means I will fight for this, mm -hmm. you know, and most people are like, I don't really want to fight. So I'm not sure I could have what I want, you know, so it's what if we recognize that it's not about the force that we direct towards something, but it's actually about opening up to receiving what we would actually like. And that's a, once again, that's another toughie. This is quite the conversation we're having. You know, it's like, you know, the interview should have been 10 big things that most people don't want to hear that if they listen, will change their lives. You know, it's like, so if instead, if we can allow ourselves to recognize that maybe what you're looking about, maybe what you're looking at about what you think should be inspiring or what you think should inspire your passion what if that's not how it is for you? You know, like, like I know certain people who've had a, I've had a similar conversation with people that I work with and, and I had a conversation with one lady and she's like, I just don't know what inspires me. I don't know what brings me. I don't. I said, okay. So three days ago you were with your grandchild, right? And she went, yes. I said, how was it? And her face just lit up. And I went, okay, that is the energy we're talking about. Now, are there any other areas that bring even a little bit of that into your life? And she was like, oh, actually, when I was working with kids, that I had some of that and I loved it. It was so great. I didn't make very much money at the time, but, and I went, okay, well, let's not make it about the money right now. Let's make it about you getting in touch with what you are congruent with that would make your life wonderful. And this is one of the big things that, that we're never taught, that what is for you is different than for anybody else on the planet. You are a unique creature. You know, and from my point of view, we are simultaneously the drops in the ocean with awareness of ourself as the drop in the ocean with awareness of ourself as the ocean, and there is no separation. And so need to recognize that our difference is our greatness. And for most people who believe they have no inspiration in their lives, it's because they're trying to live the life that is appropriate for someone else. And we've been told our entire lives from parents and all kinds of other people, what the right way to live is. 
And you're allowed a little bit of leeway. Most, most people, this is, I, I'm saying these things as though they're absolute. They're, of course, not absolute. Okay. Each of us has our own unique experience. Again, just if I'm talking about the middle of the bell curve here. But so for most people, they have their parents who have very fixed points of view, certain points of view about what is real and what is not. We adopt that. And as we become teenagers, Part of the reason teenagers resist and react and fight against their parents so much is because long before they were teenagers, they bought all of their parents' points of view as though they were theirs, because that's what you do. You suck it all up energetically, and now all of their energetic structures for reality, all their points of view of reality, are now swimming in your world as though they're yours. That's, you know, that's how it seems to work here. Well, so we have this idea that we must go down a similar path. We can do maybe one, you know, we can go maybe one standard deviation away. But if we get too far, like, like too far, then it's like, okay, mom and dad are going to let us know that we're doing the wrong thing. And our family is because you're not, we don't feel connected to you anymore. What are you doing? You're so weird. You're the black sheep. You're, and it's like, okay, I've just had enough of dealing with everybody's judgments and making me wrong for not doing what they think I should do. So part of what we've got to be willing to do is to ask what is different about me and what is the gift of that difference? And who am I trying to be here that I'm not? I literally see thousands of people who, when they start realizing it's possible and kind of stick their toe in and they're like okay i'll try a little change and then they get a little change and then they get inspired they're like okay i'm gonna try more and then after a while it starts to become oh yeah of course everything is changeable but if you haven't grown up with that if you've grown up with i must stay within the norm for the seekers that's a recipe for total self-diminishment and self-destruction and so the beginning of that, you know, everything that we've spoken about so far will contribute, but this idea of what if I were as different as I would like to be? And then ask a question like, okay, how old am I being when I'm not willing to be that different? We're living as trying to get it right according to somebody else's point of view. And what that does is put us into a massive amount of judgment of us and every choice we make and everything that's in our lives. And we somehow try to balance what somewhere we know we truly desire because we can't ever really shut that voice off completely, though we try. And we're also trying to balance what everybody else thinks is right, good, perfect, correct, and appropriate for us. And it's like walking on two sides of a, of a, of one of those white picket fences, you know, eventually you kind of are going to slip and get impaled and we can change this. We just need the bigger perspective of what's going on and that we have different choices. Yes. I've got two more questions for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep them not too big. Your tips for happiness. <laughs> In that in was, the time frame of our interview. <laughs> that that was the question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't make that one big. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Given that it is illegal to kill people that no, sorry, that was that was was that out loud? No. <laughs> I, that was my internal monologue that I just I tried to turn it down before it got out. <laughs> Number one have more fun, even if other people don't get it. Um, number two, stop the judgment of you. Number three, take 20 to 30 minutes a day to do something just for you and your body. My sister, uh, it's very funny because I was doing access for years and my whole life was changing and I kept inviting her and she kept refusing. And she had been in several of the classes I offered. And one of the things I said in every class for years was take 20 to 30 minutes a day and do something for you. That's just for you. That's, that's nurturing for you and maybe also nurturing for your body, whatever that, that fulfills you. And she said, um, she called me 
one day and I hadn't heard from her in a while. And she said, I just have to say thank you. I'm like, for what? She said, for that thing that you've been saying for the last several years. I'm like, what was that? She said, well, um, that thing about taking time for you every day. She's like, it's changed my whole life. She said, what I do is, she's like, two weeks ago, I finally decided I was going to listen to my brother. And I went out in the backyard, in my yard, which by the way, was brown dirt because we couldn't afford sod and we couldn't afford to buy grass. And I started watching your YouTube videos because I've got at this point, I don't know, probably a thousand YouTube videos, hundreds and hundreds of them of tools. And she said, I started watching your YouTube videos. And the one thing that struck me the most was asking what else is possible and what's it going to take to change this? And so as I was sitting out here, she said, so I've been doing this for the last two weeks. I've been watching your videos. She said, after a week and it's still going, she said, I've got more energy than I have had since I can remember. She's like, I feel more inspired to create. I feel less wrong. I feel like my batteries are finally getting recharged. And literally, this was the only thing that she had changed. Now, I'm not saying you have to go watch my videos. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? But if you do, you're pretty darn smart. No, just kidding. Because um, <laughs> if you can't laugh at number four, laugh at yourself, please, you know? Um, and make jokes that other people don't expect because why not? You know, here we are. Let's bring more humor, more lightness to this world. When you're laughing, you're light. And when you can make fun of yourself, that's number five. Be willing to not take yourself so darn seriously. Make fun of yourself and enjoy it. Don't make fun of yourself and judge you. Make fun of yourself and enjoy the fact that you don't have to be perfect. Number six, enjoy the fact you don't have to be perfect. Okay, my list is ongoing. So anyway, she she is a mother of four. She had a business, has a husband, takes care of all the stuff in the house. And she's like, wow, just taking a half an hour a day for me is recharging my batteries. I'm happier than I've been and I'm not exhausted all the time anymore. Now, the reason I brought up my videos is because she was watching one on one of the first, during the first week, which was once again, what else is possible and what's it gonna take to change this? So I said this and I said, just ask it about something in your life and see what shows up. The worst that can happen is nothing will happen. You've wasted a half a second of your life, you know? And she said, so I asked that, about the grass in my yard. She's like, I hate the fact that we literally have dirt as our backyard. I hate it. And I said, what else is possible? And what's it gonna take to change this? Oh, and what would it take to show up far greater than I could imagine? She said, I asked these three questions. Yesterday, our neighbor came over and they said that they are redoing their yard with sod and they have too much. Would we like the rest of it? <laughs> I'm like, how much was it? She said, free. And she then said, and also, there were all these flowers that they bought that are going to be too much for their yard, and they can't return them. And one of the other things I was asking for was flowers. So I just want you to know that this weird shit that you do actually works. <laughs> and I'm finally interested in doing it. And this was after, I don't know, 12 years of me <laughs> doing it, you know. But of course, not forcing her to. But, you know, you hear something like that, especially from someone that you know really well, so you know the backstory. And it, once again, reinforces the idea that change is possible and it can occur in such a different way. It can occur in a truly miraculous way if we're just willing to ask the question and let the universe provide. Final question is your ESB, energetic synthesis of being, what is it? Oh boy, I wish I this could describe incredible. that. This is incredible. In the concepts of time again, but this is yeah, that remarkable. Again. This darn time thing keeps oh, yeah. getting in the way. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, when I, so I'm a, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a chiropractor by training, okay? And um, so I was a chiropractor when I came to Access. One of the reasons I was so depressed was because I could not figure out how to create the miracles in people's bodies and lives that I wanted to when I saw other people creating. And I thought, wow, I'm the redheaded stepchild of everything I try. Mm -hmm. And um, at one point, the founder of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas, I had done a couple of the classes. And so 
he heard about me from his stepdaughter, who was actually the one doing the classes for me. And at one point he came in for a session and he said he had this whole list of things, you know, that he wanted to change. And he said, look, ask my body what it wants. Follow the energy. You will know what to do. It's the first time anybody, especially anybody who developed this entire body of work, first time anybody had ever said, I would know. And as soon as he said, you'll know what to do, I got this lightness that was so cool. And then also my old stuff kicked in. And I went, no, it's probably not true. But what happened during that session, I laid him down on the table and I was going to start my thing. And there was this energy that I don't even begin to know how to describe that it, it was present. It was like, and so he said, you would know and he was lying face down. So I figured, well, I can do whatever I want. I guess I know. Okay. And it was this energy that came through that, that felt like, I don't, I wish I had words. It, it, it's like, it felt like being cradled by angels, which can sound very significant. I don't mean it that way. It, it was just like nothing was wrong anymore and everything was possible. It was kind of like being cradled by angels and Einstein you know it's like that that awareness of how the universe really works and the the energy of knowing you're not wrong and that you can do anything and I was like well this is fun and so I started working on him and at a certain point his body was flopping on the table like a fish and I was like what is going on I had no idea I was excited and terrified all at the same time it was awesome but what I did was I just did what felt right. And he got up afterwards and he said, that was phenomenal. He said, I've never had anything like that. He's like, I knew that I was dying when I came to you. I now know that I'm not. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. okay, whoa, dude, whoa. That was <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the idea of the ship, you know, coming to the, that was, I was like, what? You know, my head just exploded. I it took me a long time to even be present with that, especially also because of the points of view I had about myself not being good at anything, especially this whole healing and transformation thing, which is why I became a chiropractor in the first place. Well, so what that created was a way of working with people in their bodies. And what it was was about undoing the places where they cut themselves off from their very being and what was true for them. And I realized after doing thousands of sessions that there were these commonalities in how we, I guess I would say, disconnect from what's true for us without even realizing it, which is what leads to later in life being unhappy with our lives and wondering, how the heck did I get here? And who did this to me? You know. Mm -hmm. And what it did was it started creating a place where people could, by having this connection with their being start to have such an awareness of what was true for them that they would actually start to create their lives according to what was true for them not everything else that they thought they had to do and along the way it it changes stuff in people's bodies because all the stuff in our body is also based on a point of view we have or that we adopt or that our body's trying to heal in somebody else and so this ESB became a way of, of truly creating an integration between our infinite being and our body as a way of people walking through the world, having access to them, knowing what's true for them. But also the part that I don't usually talk about, but I'm going to stop not talking about it as of right now. It gives you access and what access, all of access does is give you access to that miraculous life and living you always knew should be possible. And, you know, um, for me, it, it makes me, brings me to tears because I realize I haven't said that other than in classes I facilitate where people are there for that conversation because it just sounds like so much more than most people are willing to hear. But in that, in this moment, I realized that that if we don't start heading in that direction, we don't start at least talking about the possibility and bringing it up, no matter how much we're judged, we're never going to get there. 
And if enough of us weirdos are willing to go, you know what? I believe in miracles too. I would like a miraculous life too. Let's get together and create this. Then we'll have that. But if none of us has the courage to stand up and go, I'm the weirdest person you have ever met. I believe in miracles. I've actually seen them. In fact, I see thousands of them a year and this is actually possible. Let's go. Um, then we might have a choice to know that it's possible and let's go. Oh, thanks, Dan. What, a, what an inspiration you are. I, I will put a link in the show notes for everyone to connect with you, but where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, DrDaneHere.com. And there's all kinds of free resources there. And, you know, from there, you can get to my YouTube channel with all the videos and those are all free. And there, there truly are so many resources available. Go there and play. See what inspires you, you know, see what piques your interest or see what you hate and start with that because that's always a good indication of there's something <laughs> there we should look at. <laughs> um, thank you. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you would like to share with the Passion Harvest audience? The only thing I would like to say is we are at a time in the world where Many people think we're going to hell in a handbasket faster than ever. And what I see is the exact opposite. I see the, I see that people, because of what is going on, know that they have to change something, know that they have to start looking from a different place. And I see that the world of possibilities is greater and grander than it's ever been before. And from my point of view, now is our time, now is our space to actually create something different, starting with our lives, but recognizing that we together create the future of our planet. And we are fully capable of creating a sustainable living earth for at least the next 10,000 years. So what I would also say, oh, one tool I didn't give that I must, which is what's true for you will always make you lighter. A lie will always make you heavier. Take that with you and anything that makes you lighter is going to be true for you. Anything that makes you heavier is not true for you. Maybe you're being lied to, or it's just true for somebody else and not you. But so what I was going to say is, please don't listen to the haters and the dividers and the separators. Just because they yell the loudest doesn't mean they're the ones with the power. Those of us who desire something different are this quiet, gentle tsunami of possibilities <laughs> and what if you truly being you with an awareness of you a sense of your gifts a sense of the gift of your difference are the change the possibility and the gift this world requires absolutely beautiful dr dane here what a positive powerful change maker you are in the world and I, I thank you so much for being on passion harvest i'm really inspired and i'm sure everyone that listens or watches this will be too so thank you so much thank you louisa this has been phenomenal thank you okay bye-bye that is the end of our passionate episode thank you so much for listening and please subscribe leave a review tell your friends and spread the passion as always Every day, may you be more and more passionate.